Hello, everyone. It's me, Allison. The show is about to start, but just real fast, a quick reminder. I want to tell you guys, um, if you are doing some shopping, perhaps some Black Friday shopping, holiday shopping, etc. Like Christmas type uh, shopping? Christmas type, any sort of shopping at all. I have put together some lists on Amazon. Lists with things stuff. on them? Daniel, just... <laughs> Pipe down for one second. (laughs) Beauty stuff, makeup stuff, home stuff, kids stuff, podcast equipment, books I recommend, all of this stuff. And Daniel's stuff? Oh, yeah. Daniel's Corner, where I put stuff that I know that he likes. But Daniel has recently gotten way more involved. And he put together a special Christmas spectacular gift guide for you. You guys will not even believe it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's on there, but it's literally uh, some things. Lots of things. And well, a whole big stuff. caption explaining if his you process. you know someone who's exactly like me, they are going to love it. And here's where you go to see all of this. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. And we'll be adding to it. It's nonstop, you guys. Yeah. Okay, here's the show. Bye. You guys, I lied. I said the show was starting right now, but I have one more quick announcement. I'm co-hosting a new podcast. It's brand new. It's called Upworthy Weekly. I'm co-hosting it with a guy named Todd Perry, who I'm having so much fun with, although he is wrong about so many things, especially Christmas music, but also other stuff. But anyway, uh, Upworthy Weekly, we come out on Saturdays. Please give it a listen. Subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts that helps out the show so much, especially because we are brand new. As I've said, between one and four times right now, I've lost track. But anyway, please give it a listen. Uh, it's a lighthearted news podcast. We're taking a look at the most popular and engaging stories from the week before that ran on Upworthy. And it's uh, it's just what your holidays need. And then when the holiday, when we're past the holidays, it's just what that part of the year needs. It's just exactly what you need. Please listen to it. Upworthy Weekly, new episodes every Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen, Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am delighted to have our guest here and I will bring her in in a moment, but first I must say hello and catch up with my producer, the bad boy of podcasting, Tony Thaxton, hello. Hello, Allison. Ooh, I thought you were going to leave it at Al and then you did the whole name. Thank you. I'd like to keep you on the edge of your seat. You know what, though? I feel like I need to get... So for anyone who's just tuning in, it's recently come to light that I don't love the nickname Al. I think it's from like scarring from being called Big Al sometimes as a a young person. (laughs) Um, And yet I can remember a swim teacher like lovingly calling me Al, but I just heard Big Al. But there were some real big owls. But anyway, <laughs> so it's come out recently that like I don't love the nickname Al. And then Tony, because he's a rage monster, has been starting to call me Al more because he knows it gets under my skin. 
Um, but I was thinking about it. I think I need to just be a person who accepts all nicknames. Cause like if you meet someone named Lauren and they're like, don't call me Lori, then I'm always like, okay, uptight. Now I feel like I got to walk, <laughs> walk around on eggshells around you. And I feel like that's, I'm coming off as like a Lauren who hates Lori by saying, I don't, I'm not into Al. Right, Tony? I mean, That's classic Lauren behavior. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. But also, I mean, yeah, I am doing it just to, you know, get, yeah. get a rise out of you. Right. Uh, but, you know, you know I'm doing it in fun. Yeah. But, like, you know, also, like, who cares? Like, if somebody <laughs> calls you a nickname, like, unless they're calling you, like, a dumb bitch or something. Like, of course nobody wants to be called that. But, I like, love it. Just like... I like it. When someone calls me dumb bitch, I'm like, oh, you feel close to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, certain people are prickly about certain nicknames. Like, I think Daniel, yeah. a man that I married, uh, who went by Dano when he was younger, <laughs> feels weird about... Oh, you know what he specifically doesn't like? He doesn't like Danny Boy. Danny Boy. All right. I'm going to make a mental note of that. (laughs) Al and Danny Boy. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, we're three years into the pandemic at this point, or however long it's been. Before we started the show, we were all talking about how, truthfully, we all feel a little bit like beat up by life right now. And I just think I'm not going to heap onto that uh, uh, directions about my name. You can call yeah. me Al, just like the song. It took a couple weeks, but you can call me Al. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, it's been it's been extra rough lately. Like any yes. motivation is getting harder and harder, and I feel like I've just been like extra irritable this week. Like all these little things are just pissing me off way more than they should, and I'm just like something's something's got to change yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. There was an exposure uh, in my kid's preschool, which there luckily hadn't been up till now. Um, so they've been home for a few days, but they, we, everyone got like the whole school got tested and everyone's okay. Uh-huh. So, um, that's the weird thing about this variant is that you hear that it's so contagious, but I know so many people where like only one person in the family got it. I don't yeah. know. You know what though? You know, what's going to turn this all around, Tony. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what you're going to say because I was literally thinking before we, uh, started today, I was like, I'm glad this is our guest. Me because too. as I was just saying, it's been an irritable week yeah. and uh, this is the perfect person. I think she's here on. to be the salve for all of our collective wounds. It's actress, writer, comedian, podcast host. You know her from, okay. Her credit list is so long. <laughs> We'll definitely get into that, but just a few, because, okay, so you know her because she's been on my show a bunch of times, uh, but she's also been appearing on the comedy Ghosts, and so many people who listen to the show are like, did you know she's on Ghosts? I This silly thing that I do, Al, the thing that Al does, is I don't say the guest name until right before I bring them in, as if someone doesn't already know, as if they haven't looked at like the artwork or they haven't seen the title of the show. Anyway. Please put your hands together for someone I'm so excited oh. to have on the show, <laughs> Betsy Sonaro. Yay! Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of it, pressure for you to just turn the whole pressure. thing around. It's too much pressure. 
So let me just go through a few more of the credits that oh, I was going to okay. say before. Okay, so Ghosts, Duncanville, mm-hmm. Bob's Burgers, all, everything related to UCB, another mm-hmm. period. And then she hosts the podcast A Funny Feeling and We Love Trash. But really, I just selected like a few of your credits. I was looking. You've been working steadily since 2010. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, bra- yeah, bra- or Yes, something like that. Isn't it wild? I mean, maybe even earlier. Um, on IMDb, it like the, you know, I, I scrolled back and I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. <laughs> and I saw, I was like, okay, I feel like this started around 2010. You probably were probably. working steadily even before probably. that, though. Um, congratulations. Yeah, that's like a very Thank hard, you. that's a very hard thing to do to be it, getting steady work. It, it, it blows my mind all the time. I constantly am like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm, like, making a living doing this. <laughs> like, That's I'm so, so cool. blown away constantly. Just like, whoa, I'm in Hollywood, and it's, like, going good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm truly, every single day, I'm like, whoa, man. This it's is not surprising, nuts. though, I think, because you're super funny. Yeah. Thank Everyone you. loves you. Oh, my God. You're like thank super you. delightful to be around always. Oh. Not to sound like a kiss ass today, but uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, I was thinking one of the wonderful things about Tony Thaxton is that he has brought so many awesome people to the show, and you are one of the people that he recommended. And I was like, yes. yes. And then you've just been such a, you know, a delight. So thank uh, you, Tony. Thank Remind you, Tony. You. I know it came up on the show. <laughs> Show that you guys like went to Disneyland together, right? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was on my birthday. Yeah. On your birthday, yeah. yeah. But re- yeah, we went to Disneyland. Remind me how you met. Was it at Disneyland? Like together in a group? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we look. We looked across on Mr. Toad's wild ride. <laughs> and we we're like, you seem fun. <laughs> uh, no, I did. Uh, I I told stories at her old. Uh, oh. Improv Bangarang. show, the, yeah. yeah, Bangarang, the improv group she was a part of. Yeah, and, uh, I did that a few times, and yeah, that uh, yeah, that's, and we were like that's go and hang out after, and it was just like cool. You're great, man. You know, and just became friends. Yeah, I told stories at um, oh my god, what are they called? Ascat. No, uh, I think oh. it was. I think they're even called theme park improv. It's Janet Varney. And Cole from Sketchfest, and yeah, and there's like a whole a whole bunch of them, and they're cool. great. Are they called theme park improv? Because the irony is, I was going to say I told stories at their improv, and I never ended up at a theme park with them. <laughs> that should be like you have to. Yeah, I feel like you that's have the, to end up at a theme park with them. The minimum. So Come how? When did you realize that you wanted to be a performer, Betsy? I know you're from, this is what I know. You're from Colorado, right? Yes. You're the youngest of four sisters. <gasps> yeah. And I know that you don't really have a taste for sweet snacks. You prefer salty. Other than that, yeah. you're a mystery. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, so growing up, I've always loved doing theater my dad is actually a children's playwright. Oh, cool. Uh, and has been ever since I was a child, before I was born even. And so I grew up doing his shows and uh, just loved it so much. And then I just kind of, uh, towards senior year of high school, I was like, how do I get on SNL, man? <laughs> you know, that classic, like... 
okay, I got to get on Saturday Night Live. So I feel like in high school, I was like, I remember my parents after, I think it was Greece. I was the principal in Greece. And I remember my mom and dad, and they've always thought I was funny and stuff. No, no. I was the role of the principal. Oh, oh. I mean, you meant like a principal performer and like the lead. No, God, no. All of all of high school and most of college, I was like, can I get like the one smallest, funniest part where I don't have to sing or dance? Right. And it worked out pretty good. Um, but I remember after that, like my parents being like, Betsy, you're like really good at this. And then I was like, "You, oh, thank you. I'm, I want to do it for the rest of my life. I want to try to do this. So I've always been into performing and stuff. And That's so yeah. cool. So your dad was is a children's playwright. Mm-hmm. Does that, what does that mean? That he writes plays that are performed for kids? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much from um, like kindergarten through 12th grade. And he was a an eighth grade English teacher also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then summers he would just write all the time. And like he, it's wild. His plays are published constantly and like all around the world. That's and, so cool. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Like I have sisters all over uh or now all over the country and like there were a lot of times where they're like dad the local high school is doing your play i'm gonna go see it you know and stuff yeah. like that which is pretty fun that's so neat yeah um what was it like growing up with four older sisters it was um it was pretty cool it it was weird because like my oldest sister is 10 years older than me so I feel when I started to actually become a fun human, (laughs) like around six, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I started kind of learning that, like what, how it was to be a person, she was already going to college. And so it was kind of weird, but, Mm -hmm. you know, to be like, yeah, I have an older sister, but I don't see her often. Right. But we've recently in the last like 10 years have gotten really close, which has been fun. And we will just be like, wow, isn't it so nice? We're like friends now. (laughs) Because it was like a huge chunk of our lives. We just kind of were ships passing in the night, you know, where it was like a Christmas or a summer break quick thing um and kind of same with my because i it goes me and then the close closest age to me is six years older eight years older and 10 years older i was a little accident uh <laughs> or a surprise, surprise yeah. yeah no it's a surprise a surprise it could be both no. an accidental surprise exactly exactly <laughs> my mom got everything removed after me though okay. she was like rip it all out of me so we don't have to do this again <laughs> um uh so it, it it kind of was the same with the second oldest you know it was mm-hmm. just kind of always that uh where it's like i don't really know them that well but then as adults we've gotten really close right. which is awesome did it feel like you had a lot of parental figures? Kind of. Or, you know, I guess so, yeah. Because, like, when I was a kid, there were already, when I was, like, a baby, there were already three kids who could watch me and mm-hmm. take care of me. So it was just kind of, like, 
but I got to like glide through life. <laughs> You know, and I'll tell, I'll like mention something to my sisters about like having no curfew or something. And even to this day, like they'll get so pissed and just like call my parents out and be like, how come she didn't? They were like, we we were tired. You get broken in. It's funny. Like my sister is four years younger than I am. Yeah. And I feel like we were basically allowed to do things at the same age. So I got my ears pierced. I had to wait till I was 12 or 13. And then she got hers like, you know, a couple months later. <laughs> yep. And even like, I don't, I don't know if she would care, you know, even so I would be in college and then she would come and like hang out for a weekend. So she, you know, I was smoking pot or drinking or whatever. And she also was at that age. Like she did yeah. all her things kind of at the same time that I did. Right. That yeah. how do, and how do you how did you feel about? It? Were you just kind of like yeah, cool, whatever? Um, I think the yeah, I, I was because I was like oh, like another pal to you know do, twist our little yes. stud earrings or whatever we were doing. But I think I do think the ear piercing thing a little bit. I recognize that this is not fair that I had right. to wait to a certain age. And why wait. does she get to do it so much younger? Um, I do have a question. This is going to be such a weird question because essentially what I'm saying is how do you get close to a sibling who's like many years older than you? But so my, I have two older brothers from my dad's first marriage who are 11 years older mm-hmm. and we were, they lived with us till I was about three. And so for a long time, we were really close when I was, I was like their kid sister. And I mean, yeah. I still am, but then for many years, we weren't really that much in touch. And then now as adults, I often wish I was closer with them, but it's sort of hard to get that kind of closeness that you have with someone that you see all the time because it really is like just holidays or just special occasions. And I think like how, what, like I feel like if if I lived near them and if we were seeing each other on a regular basis, so there was more to relate to than just that, you know, this thing from our childhood or let me just tell you the latest thing in my life you know if there was like right. a current thing so how how did you get close again with your sisters so with my oldest sister she lived in LA when I first moved here uh, she had been here for a while and so that was gigantic for us where it and she was in Santa Monica at the time and I was in Hollywood and so I would sometimes go and spend weekends there yeah you need that yeah, and it was really cool to just, like, truly, we were just kind of like, so what are you into? <laughs> well, me too, you know, like, you kind of have that, like, almost when you're meeting, a, a, trying to make a new friend or something, right. you'd be like, okay, we we have one thing in common, what else do we have in common? And, and it, it really, like, I feel lucky because I was able to, like, in my 20s, get to see them a lot and hang out with them a lot and kind of figure out who we all were mm-hmm. together, you know? Um, Cause it, it is like, you gotta go, you gotta make moves to go hang out with them. Right. Which can be very hard when you have a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's nice. And what's your mom like? So your dad does children's plays. What about your mom? Yes. My mom, she's awesome. She's very funny and doesn't mean to be. (laughs) (laughs) But she also can crack jokes, but she also just says and does stuff constantly that is really (laughs) just funny, man. Just like there were many times in church where like 
like what where we would just she would just make me laugh so hard and we'd have to leave and go like <laughs> to the cry room because we were laughing so hard one time she like one time she fell asleep in line waiting for communion and I had to like <laughs> nudge her hard. Like I nudged her once, nothing happened. And then I had to nudge her hard <laughs> to wake her up. And I was like, what, what is this? What just happened? And she's like, I just fell asleep. I just fell asleep. <laughs> like she kind of reminds me of Rose from the Golden Girls, but not like dumb, <laughs> you know, but very sweet and like, just positive and fun and she just she loves sudoku and like <laughs> riding bikes and ice we used to go ice skating cross-country skiing a bunch together um we play like we would play a lot of card games including mm -hmm. that one where you slap on like doubles and stuff oh what is that i called um, for a second, I was what? thinking war, but that that is a slapping game. But that's not yes. A it's like you just and she she's very competitive, and <laughs> she would hit the shit out of me with her wedding ring on, and I was like, "You're using that hand on purpose because it hurts." And she's like, "No, I forgot. I know. Uh. She's fun. She's cool. She's very fun." Uh, what is a cry room? That's in the in the in a church where it's like a soundproof room where there's a speaker of what the priest mm. is saying, but babies can be in there and crying oh. and losing their minds and stuff. Tony, did you know about this? I I'm so sorry. I was writing a note as as you asked me this. I don't know what you just asked me. <laughs> uh, Betsy mentioned the cry room at church, and I said, "What's a cry room?" And it's a soundproof room where you can hear a speaker of what's happening, but like you can take your baby in there. And I was saying, did oh. you know that there's a thing, a thing called a cry room? No, I had no idea. Yeah. I've also spent very little time in churches. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Betsy, ah, what, lucky. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> was your family religious? Yeah, Catholic. Um, and my parents are still, uh, still, still going, even though they're like, we don't know, we don't know, <laughs> you know. They're like, there's a lot of bad shit with them. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, stop supporting them. Uh, but yes, raised Catholic, started um, really not believing pretty quick, and just it was so boring. I hated church so much. It was so, so fucking boring. I hated it. Did you do CCD? Yes. I got kicked out in eighth grade. Ooh, for Because the woman who ran it, who was just an awful, awful human being, said I flipped her off. I did not. Mm. And But they kicked me out, and apparently she had to go to her husband and children to ask which finger was the bad finger. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are like betsy be honest like we understand you do not like this woman did you flip her off and i was like no i promise like i would tell you if i did and my parents are like we believe you let's just yeah they're kicking you out you don't need to go back i was like oh, thank you what a break <laughs> but i feel like that is in in uh bad faith no pun because that's like saying you used a bad word hey you guys what are some bad words mm -hmm. like if she doesn't know which finger it is yeah, wow. she was she was the type of Christian that is not doing what 
they say they're doing. You know, yeah. she's not practicing what she's preaching. She's right. just screaming at you and she's a being a monster. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of the like that was a huge red flag for me where it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, I see too many people yep. using this as a stupid justification to be mean to people. Mm. I'm out of here. You know, mean like strict to kids, or in general, she was just a, a mean lady. Mean, to, kind of in general, just a mean, like bitter, bitter. Like she looked like an old time. She would dress like an old lady, like school teacher. You know, <laughs> where the school's one room, and like right. her collar was super high, her hair was super tight in a bun, long weird skirts you, mm. like just kind of like what is going on have you seen pete's dragon perchance the <gasps> original i have i haven't in years um i think that there is a school marm who fits this description in that movie that you know i'm pro- that's, that's i probably saw that and it was like hey that's that lady <laughs> that's the lady from church <laughs> yeah well that's interesting that you pretty early were like these people are not practicing what they preach um that suggests to me, did, do you feel like you had a sense of self pretty early? Yeah. That's Fortunately, so I How do you I, do that? I, I, I don't know. Like I, I recently, <laughs> I, I shared on the show, this um, girl that I went to school with, who I haven't been in touch with in years, was like, hey, I was going through some old letters with my kids, and, and I th- we found this letter from you, and I thought you might want to see it. And it was like this four-page ballpoint pen letter I'd written her when I was 14. And I was like, I did not want to say, like, encountering who I was at 14, even though I kind of knew, was just traumatic. It was traumatic to relive uh-huh. how much I was trying so hard to be someone that I was not. Yeah. Well, I went through a big phase of that seventh and eighth grade. What and probably sixth grade. Honestly, probably all of middle school, where I was trying so hard to be cool with whatever that meant and i was like i i even kind of like stopped doing theater Mm because i was like no only sports only sports but the whole time being like but i like doing like why can't i do everything and i had a really really hard time in eighth grade where like i lost friendships because of how i was acting Mm. um and I I just found I was like kind of bullying kids because I was so insecure. Uh-huh. And I remember like after eighth grade that summer being like, oh, I'm never I don't ever want to be like that again. I got to just be who I myself and I got to just have fun and be nice to people, you know, because I was so worried about like, well, I can't be seen talking to this kid who does band because they're not on the basketball team, which is the coolest. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, now, be careful. (laughs) (laughs) You nerd. (laughs) (laughs) But it it sadly was kind of that where it's like kids who play sports are cool. Theater is lame. Like shit like that. And Mm -hmm. I just, oh, it was a tough and it it took like me losing friendships and stuff and and me being like but i like hanging out with that person but no i can't because these people will think that's weird and it really messed me up and i was so unhappy and sad that around like ninth grade i was like i can't i gotta do my thing 
and be myself. And it, it got so much better. <laughs> and I was still wonky, of course. I'm permanently wonky, but like it got so much better. Um, um it's a really hard time. I've talked before. Like I had a period of it really was six weeks or something, but it felt like the entire year in seventh grade where yeah. all of a sudden I was just like shunned by the other kids. I had never been, I was never cool, but I had a set of friends and all of a sudden I was right. like the outcast. I mean, may, maybe it was even for, it was from like, I don't know, sometime in May to when we graduated and school got out in June. So it really was a short period of time, but oh, it affected God. me so deeply. Yeah. Like so deeply. I, and I yeah. feel like that is just socially, especially with girls, I think that age, seventh, eighth grade, sixth grade, that is such a tough time. It's um, so hard. So you deciding that like I can only be seen with talking to sports people because those are the cool people. Was anyone saying this stuff or was that just sort of what you had like assessed from being in that school? I think it was from what I assessed. And also I think it was in my insecure mind mm -hmm. you know i've been really working like and i'm working on that i've i've always been very much as though like i can i want or i think i can read minds of people kind mm -hmm. of or that's a thing that i've been working on is like you can't read minds right so where's the but i didn't know i've and like I said, I truly have just been working on it in like the last two years. Being mm -hmm. like, Betsy, you can't read minds. It's okay. <laughs> like, they're not, they don't hate you. They're talking to you and they're being nice to you. They like you, even though I'm like, I think they fucking hate me, man. Um, and, and so I could see, I, I think it was really in me, my insecure little head just being like, Oh, if I talk to these people, then the, yeah, I think it right. was a lot of it was coming from, from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> As RuPaul puts it, the call is coming from inside the house. And you said you lost friends from you bullying them. What happened? Not even bullying. I think, well, some bullying. <laughs> and by, bu like, I was, I, I would like to say I never was like, no, I think I was mean to people. Um, but that was all insecure. Like I would make fun of people, mm -hmm. uh, cause I was so insecure with myself and I, I, th and then I think a lot of people also are just like, we don't want to hang out with you if you're going to be trying so hard to be yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm a skateboarder too. <laughs> like I had so many different identities, <laughs> you know, where yeah. it's just like, and I was in that mindset of like. I'm sorry, only soccer players can wear Adidas. <laughs> you know that vibe? <laughs> what an asshole. I was absolutely like that of like, hey, if you skateboard, you can wear Vans. But if you don't, take them off. And it's like, I don't, like, I don't do any of that shit. <laughs> but that's so, at that age, for some reason, I feel like all of that is important. Like, I think go to any school, any culture, that age, there's some version of that happening, yeah. I think. I yeah. Think. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in you on your own around ninth grade, realizing you had to, like, dispense with all that and be yourself. Do you remember, was there like a rock bottom you hit? I mean, I say that loosely, but, right. but still. Well, I think it, it it was, I think the rock bottom was almost all of eighth grade of like me being so unhappy. 
me being mean mm-hmm. was so not who I was or am, you know, and I really didn't like who I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And um it I was really, really sad the whole time. And I was like, I don't want to be like this. I wasn't like this a couple of years ago. How do and I, I guess this and I'm gonna give myself more credit. I don't I think this is more subconscious of just like I guess I was kind of like, well, what was I doing before when I was happy? Mm-hmm. I'll do that again. Right. And I, I feel in my you were, eighth grade You were wearing Vans and that, Adidas back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one on both feet, one on each foot, man. But yeah, I was very much just kind of like, I don't like who I am. And did, I was really sad. Did so. any Were any adults aware of what was going on? Were you talking to them at all about this? I I guarantee my parents were, you know, I, they, they, they're good. They know, you know, I, they know everything. <laughs> they knew everything. Um, but also it, they're, a ve- they're very, you know, they come from that generation of, we don't talk about stuff. Mm. And whenever I was feeling sad or, sick or anything i would be like i'll write them a note <laughs> like <laughs> like i lost when when i got my period i fucking freaked out mm. truly for like two years i was lo- every time it happened i was like no like what i'm dying i'm dying and i remember i got it and i started losing it and I went for like a three hour long walk being like how do I tell my parents and then I wrote a note to them and they're like oh my god why didn't you just tell us and I was like I don't know I didn't know how I didn't know how you would re- react I guess I don't know like uh, they're like but, you're the fourth daughter yeah we know, <laughs> we, know. Yeah, <laughs> we got everything here's a kit there you go we'll do it all but like um, I they had to have known because I was different I was treating them like shit and I didn't really mm-hmm do that ever you know i also wait can you say more about losing it when you had your period because i also like could not deal with it and take it in stride for i feel like years like every time i would get it i was just like i can't same yeah i would i would sob yeah whenever i got it for honestly probably like Truly a year and a half whenever it would start. I would get so sad because I was also, believe it or not, a big tomboy. And, <laughs> and you're so girly now. Boobs, yeah. I'm sorry to know, I've changed. I'm wearing a gown right now. Um, <laughs> the gloves getting, are a nice touch. <laughs> thank you. All the way up to the elbow. I'm a lady. Um, <laughs> but like getting boobs... And getting my period was just the worst because mm-hmm. I, w- I was like, oh, my God, all of my friends who are boys are not going to want to hang out with me. Oh, Once boy. again, jumping to that like yeah. mind reading thing and they could give a shit. Mm-hmm. But I freaked out, you know, and just and just that idea of like, ew, I'm a woman now. Like, <laughs> ew, and, like even the thought of somebody calling me a woman now i'm like no call me like a lady or a girl please (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. for me i always 
like I read teen magazines and young adult books and always there were always these like older teenage girls that I admired and wanted to be like and I wanted to wear makeup and I wanted to I wanted to do all the girly things young you know I I always wanted to be older so I thought I wanted my period because that would mean I'm older but somehow I didn't realize Tony, this is you've been scarred by far worse, but we're about to get into some period <laughs> tech. I didn't real I thought I thought it was like I don't know what I thought like you get a couple spots in your underwear, then you're a woman, and that's it. And then you go to prom or Dude. something. Like I didn't realize it's a week long situation that is uncomfortable and that you have to deal with. So it was the mechanics of it. Like mm-hmm. I always I've always hated pads. I find them to be very uncomfortable. So I couldn't mm-hmm. do that. Tampons freaked me out. So I'm like, uh-huh. well, I'll just I'm just going to stay home from school and sit on a toilet and feel sorry for myself. Like I could not. I couldn't. Sometimes as an adult, I'm like, look at me handling this like it's no big thing. <laughs> same, same. Like where I'm like, wow, I'm like on top of it today. Yeah, like, I, yeah I should be. <laughs> like yeah. This has been happening for a long time. I know. It's, I do that too. Yeah. It's I had no clue how intense it was going to be. Like yeah. it was so scary. Mm-hmm. Just being like that. That's all the blood in my body. It has to <laughs> right. be. Like, I know. This is crazy. Yeah. Do you get cramps? There's a little bug flying around me in case get you're it. wondering why I'm going nuts. Get it. Um, actually, not crazy. Once in a great while, I will, but not nothing too bad. Like, I have friends where it knocks them out. Right. Debilitating. You know? yeah. And I have never really had that. Oh, which... In that way, you are lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, you what? What town in Colorado are you from? Um, Breckenridge, Breckenridge. in like Summit I County. Yeah, this town. Yeah. Um, okay. So, you grew up in Breckenridge, and then did you go? Where did you go to college? I went. I went for a, a half of a. I went for a semester in Mar- in New York City at Marymount Manhattan College. Oh, nice. And I hated new york city so much it was so not my vibe still is not my vibe everybody's walking too fast (laughs) and just like it it seems like everybody's unhappy Mm. uh and so then i transferred to um western state college of colorado it's now a university like i think the university of western state colorado or something like Uh that in Gunnison, which is in Southwest Colorado, Got teeny it. tiny school, like twenty five hundred students, and it was a blast. I had so much fun there. And so, yeah, that sounds like very different than school in Manhattan. Yes, yeah, it was um, a million times different. Like, because the Manhattan one didn't even have a campus, of course. Oh, so you just lived just in like, an apartment? Yeah, like That's an apartment, a lot for an and then it was. Great. And I went being like, okay, I guess I'll go to school here, but I'll get SNL probably in like two weeks. So I'll be fine. <laughs> like, I truly was just like, yeah, go to college in New York, get on SNL. There you go. Like, I truly thought that. And then it was like, oh, this is so hard. And it was a school where it was very much like, I remember in my acting class them being like you probably will never get on stage and i was like oh my god wait but i came here like that's all i want to do is i want to just do weird fun plays and stuff um and then in western i was doing plays constantly and it ruled um 
Did you ever audition for SNL? Well, you probably did not audition for SNL in your one semester there, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I did. I did showcases here in LA, but I know. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it started. It kind of like. I kind of realized pretty early on in my comedy when like my comedy career was starting to really go that I was like, oh, I don't think it's um, uh, it's not my c- cup of tea. Like, I don't think I would do well there. Mm, it what, seems, what aspect of it? It seems um, I think I would maybe have a heart attack, <laughs> like the anxiety of it all. And just like hearing about the schedule mm-hmm. and just the like mental games that are played there. Yeah. I was just like, I, I can't handle and I have friends who are on it and and who are some of the chillest people I know. And they're like, Betsy, it is it's intense. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I yeah. don't think I can handle that. I don't I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. I've had Bobby Moynihan on the show a couple of times and he told me that, you know, have you ever read Jay Moore's book, Gasping for Airtime? Yes. He told me that at the be- like the first many years, he would like read and reread that book. It's yeah it it was so it's so intense of just yeah. and i have a lot of panic attacks and i hate them and that idea of just like constantly being on edge huh makes mm-hmm. me it makes me like i'm like getting woozy thinking about it like what a nightmare way to live life you right. know right i already was kind of living it on a little smaller scale of constantly being like, am I going to freak out? But just having it be like career or not, but work stuff. I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to find out about after college. And then I'm curious if you moved here right away and sort of like what your first, how, how you started uh, working so regularly and what your gigs were and stuff. But first, I want to tell you guys about Imperfect Foods. How about a three-for-one New Year's resolution? Reduce food waste, save time on grocery shopping, and eat more fresh and delicious food. Think it's too good to be true? Think again. Try Imperfect Foods. Um, so Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in food. I, just earlier today, uh, I was filling up my shopping cart for this week's uh, delivery and or I guess it'll be next week's delivery. They give you a window of when you can start shopping. And I just I don't know why, but for some reason, I just love scrolling through and looking at all the the produce they offer. And then oftentimes below the produce, it'll say why they have it. So it'll be like, you know, apples, small or like pears too large or heirloom tomatoes like modeled or whatever you know so all the food is like it's perfectly good it's just for whatever reason or it was like you know surplus or for whatever reason it arrived it's like a well no it's not i was gonna make a like a a shelter pet kind of thing for your produce but it's not but for whatever reason it's like perfectly good food but it it essentially got booted from the grocery store because it maybe has like a little imperfection in it or something. Um, but then they have all this other, they have like a lot of dairy and they have snacks and they have sweets and they have a bakery and drinks and all this other stuff. It's a, it's a really great service. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code Allison. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com offer code uh, Allison, 
when you use promo code Allison, join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use code Allison. And I also want to tell you guys about Bomba socks. They are my favorite socks. They make me angry at any other kind of socks I ever wore prior to knowing about Bomba socks. <laughs> They're really comfortable. They look really good. They're really smart. They have like, the, they hug your foot basically. They have this arch support that makes them so comfortable. They're, it's soft, seamless, tagless. And by the way, not just socks anymore. Bombas has socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Soft, seamless, tagless, luxuriously cozy, made with super soft materials. Um, and then they have like a really simple, straightforward mission to make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Um, go to bombas.com slash best friend to get 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash best friend for 20% off bombas.com slash best friend. Okay. So, so tell me, Betsy, did you come to LA, um, right after college? I did not. I actually went to Sacramento. Okay. Uh, for a year and was worked at a, an improv and sketch theater there. Uh, I was a little scared. I didn't know if that was what I wanted to do mm. to move to L.A. I was like, L.A. is like huge. I don't know if I can handle it. And so I was like, hey, Sacramento's in California. Cool, man. <laughs> it's a whole different California. Uh and so I went there and I had so much fun doing shows. It started out like doing a show a month. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is the coolest thing. Uh, and then we started doing like weekly improv shows. And I was like, oh, yes, I love this so much. And I met one of my best friends in the whole world there, Tony. Tony, not that Tony, but Tony knows Tony. And um, Oh, that, okay, yeah. Yeah, Tony, Charlene. And um, after like a year and a couple months there, we're like, let's move to L.A. together and go uh, to UCB because that was when like UCB was starting to become mm-hmm. like um, the the hot ticket, you know. <laughs> and so we moved out together, which thank goodness I, I had a, a friend. Mm hmm somebody here with me to to kind of to go through exactly the same thing and be like like we both had just like shitty jobs you know but we're like hey as long as we can pay for classes that's why we're here um and it it was awesome it's been as soon as i moved here i was like oh i love it here so much oh i don't want to live anywhere else even though the first year was extremely hard financially and stuff it was still just like this place rules what kind of crappy jobs were you working um i worked at target for a while that sucked Uh, (laughs) what was it the hollywood target it was the yeah the la brea and santa monica one Wait, big time woof dude (laughs) i don't even like wait right is that that one even by Oh my god, I'm forget by Beverly not by Beverly Center. No, it's no. um yeah, it's, that's by Hollywood. Like, it's under like you ha- you park underground, yes, right? You park underground. I hate that target. Me too. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> that's, awful. that's the Hollywood one. That's what I refer to yes, as the Hollywood okay. Target. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. It, it sucked. Somebody stole my backpack. Oh. 
and it was like in a locker for work and somebody took it just sucked so bad and then i worked at um the it used to it's now like the giardelli uh I don't know, restaurant right next to the El Capitan. But when I worked there, it was some like Disney soda shop thing. (laughs) Oh, I vaguely remember that. Do you remember? And it sucked. Believe it or not, (laughs) it sucked. And at the same time I was working there, I was working at Universal Studios at the Backdraft exhibit. Did that suck too? That one was actually pretty fun because I got to talk into a microphone and then I just got to push buttons and like fire would happen. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and it was fun to like be at Universal Studios, even though you're walking to your job or whatever. It was still like, man, look at all these families on vacation. This is awesome. Yeah. Um. So then when did you when did you start getting jobs or how? So um, after backdraft and stuff, I got a really great dro- job on the Sony lot. With this company where uh, their whole job is to, like, store sets and props and wardrobe and stuff of current shows and movies and stuff Mm -hmm. that Sony was working on. And so I was there for a couple of years. And um, during that time, I I, like, got on a team at UCB and started to, like, kind of get more little job offers and stuff and, like... Um, I, after my very first Herald night, Matt Besser was there Mm -hmm. and asked me to audition for a pilot for his, uh, for Comedy Central and I got it. Oh, that's cool. And that was while I was still at Sony and I had to like ask for a month off to be like, can I get a month off to shoot this? And they're like, yeah, they were so great there at Sony because they, they would like come to my shows and stuff and they knew they're like, you're here to do comedy. We'll support you. Just do your job and you'll be set. And so it got to the point where more and more uh, things were happening and I was starting to like teach improv. And mm-hmm. I was like, I think I can quit and just teach and try to book stuff. And I had saved up money um, and I I quit. And then... um I quit in October of 2011 and um, I like started getting jobs and I booked my a big pilot for NBC that follow that next spring pilot mm-hmm. season and it got picked up and it was kind of from there where it's like was that animal practice yeah that was animal practice we got nine episodes in before the old Kane came across the stage and yanked us <laughs> off, but uh, it was that, it was incredible. Was That's that really the cool. Justin Kirk show? Yes, yeah, yes, I with the with Crystal that. the monkey. Yes, we who were, did you play? I played uh, Angela, who was a uh, like a groomer and an assistant and stuff in the at the hospital. Um, it was awesome. We had so much fun. Justin Kirk rules. We became friends and we were just, there's a Simpsons joke about like a monkey doctor show. And we're like, we are living a Simpsons <laughs> joke. This is awesome. Like, we were so pumped and it was cool. And hanging out with Crystal the monkey is awesome. What is she like? <laughs> She's so fun. Like she would be sitting in a chair. Just Tony, like, let's get her on the show. 
reading a magazine upside down but like flipping through it and we would just all we would do is just watch her all the time just being like look at this cute little monkey just hanging out an interesting thing is when she was in heat um she really hated women oh wow and tom her trainer was like don't even don't hug me or anything. She'll get mad. And there was one time where I went in for a hug and she was just like, and like started losing it. And I was like, whoa, Crystal. Okay. (laughs) But she's cool. She's really cool. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So when I was uh, Googling you earlier, I came across (laughs) Were you engaged to Drew Tarver in 2016? <laughs> oh. What is the story with that? Because I'm like, this can't be this. Uh. When, I'm re- when I'm reading this article that seems like it was written by a computer, can, this cannot be real. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> One day I get a I get a text from my mom uh, being like, ha ha ha. Our friend, their friend, Ruth. Um, our, she was like, ha ha. Are you in Drew? engaged to be married and i was like what are you talking about and she's like our friend ruth read it (laughs) in an article (laughs) and so i immediately like i immediately looked it up and then i sent it to drew and we lost our minds no not at all um i don't they took i posted something on instagram just a joke of like it's a picture of me and drew kissing in front of this really cool temple in japan and something being like he you asked me to marry you and i said no or whatever (laughs) um and i don't know who yeah i think it's truly just a computer being like here's i don't know here's maybe some weird gossip but so drew and i (laughs) We kept be we kept hitting them up to be like, hey, we'll give you exclusive <laughs> exclusives of our marriage for twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and we even like we went to Greece then a couple of years later and we're like, let's take a picture of us kissing at a sunset and then be like, Hey, we're on our honeymoon. You want pictures of our honeymoon? Oh, that's amazing. But, yeah, yeah. So no, that's not true. We do we have talked about getting married just to then get a divorce and then be like, oh, I'm going through a divorce right now <laughs> like with Drew Tarver. <laughs> and all the traveling you did, was he, on, was he on the improv team too? Or are you guys just good friends? We're just good. We do improv together. He was on a different team, mm-hmm. uh, but we've done a million shows together. We were on a sketch team together and stuff, but uh, we're just good friends. And, and it was the yeah. traveling just traveling or was that work-related traveling just just fun just traveling nice yeah yeah we've gotten a bunch of places to get like a bunch of places around the states and then um we went to japan and england and and greece together hopefully more how fun yeah um rules i want to tell you guys about better help and then we have some questions that listeners have sent in. Um, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp wants to tackle some of the stigmas around mental health. You guys know I'm, I've been, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I think anyone 
who's open to it would benefit from therapy. And I um, I pretty much recommend it for everyone. Uh, but, you know, many people think that therapy is just for other people. But utilizing therapy doesn't have to mean something's wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to understand them, not to avoid them. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash best friend. That's BetterHelp, better com slash best friend okay so i am on patreon patreon Patreon. patreon.com slash allison rosen (laughs) uh all sorts of fun rewards there's bonus episodes of my podcast the friend zone i just did an episode with ali ward before that i Tony Thaxton, my uh, I did my Upworthy Weekly co-host Todd Perry, and like and, and Betsy, I'm gonna hit you up to be a guest on my on the yeah. friend zone one of these days. Um, but tons of guests of my show have also been uh, guests on the bonus episode where you guys get to ask them all sorts of questions, um, audio and video, and then also there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. There's uh, you can submit questions for the guests you can submit carbohydrates for the thursday show uh and if you sign up for an annual subscription you get two months free so it's 12 months for the price of 10 and uh we have some questions for betsy (gasps) when we ask they send them in they're wondering how you have been so thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans (laughs) All right. Lee Bruns wants to know, will her character on Ghosts be reoccurring or was that a one episode deal? I'll be back. Nice. You know, yeah. What is Ghosts about? So many people are loving it. Oh, yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's it's really exciting. I've never, um, even though I'm not like a regular or anything, but like I've never been a part of a show that almost immediately became a hit like it's really cool and i feel such a like special rare thing um so it's about this couple who buy an old house to do a a, be a bed and breakfast Uh, like make it a bed and breakfast and um the woman falls down the stairs or something gets yeah like hits her head is in a coma for a couple of weeks comes out of it and afterwards can see the ghosts who live in this house oh cool and so of which you are uh, one. she's like the middleman between her husband and the ghosts and yeah it's it's cool it's fun it was a BBC show oh nice before now, is that the show that you were filming when you were in Atlanta no, that was a, a little movie oh. for Netflix. Um, but this, uh, it, it's in Montreal. I got to go to Montreal a couple of times, which ruled. Isn't it funny how everyone, not everyone, but some people moved to LA oh. uh, for the entertainment industry and now everything is elsewhere. Everything is everywhere else. It's wild. <laughs> it's anytime, like, if I, if I, if I like am making a show or something or sold a pilot or whatever, it's constantly like, okay, where can we shoot it? That's not Los Angeles. <laughs> Cause it's so much cheaper. Yeah. It's crazy. I had no idea. Um, Lori says, did she go to see Alanis Morissette at the Hollywood bowl? I think <gasps> I saw her and wanted to say hi, but I chickened out. 
Oh my god, I did. You should have said hi. Come on. <laughs> Next time, Lori. I know. Next time. Whenever I hear people say like, "Was that you?" at da da da. I, I didn't want to bother you. I'm like, "No, you should. You don't understand." Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind it all. I don't mind it. Just don't yank my arm. Yeah. To be like, "Hey, Braxton." Like that's happened a couple times. It's like, "Don't don't don't grab me and yank me to say hi. Like, just say hi. Right. But yeah, please say hi. The next no time. yanking. Yes, hiing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, hiing. No yanking. Please. Uh, Lisa Lowry. First of all, let's get drunk and get California raisins tattoos. And my question. <laughs> I the- might get that bell. Have I talked about that on this? Um, you talked, you talked about uh, it being perfect comedy. Yes, and you say things, and and I quote, The California raisins are so cool. (laughs) They are. They're the coolest. I might get the bell, Tony, the funny funny Uh doofus bell. I'm seriously thinking of getting him tattooed on my leg. I think you should. (laughs) I've had dreams about it. I think I have to get it done. Do you have any tattoos? No. This would be the first one. This would be the first one. I told my parents and they're just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and they know how much I love it. Like, I, we watched it. I was there for Christmas. We watched it like three times while I was there. They know how much I love it. But they were just like, oh, okay. It's, I guess it's your body. Do what you want. <laughs> but they were so confused by it. <laughs> I support. And I also love that you call him the funny doofus guy. <laughs> I know. Like, is that his official name? <laughs> Funny Doofus Bell. <laughs> Funny Doofus Bell. So um, good. So good. So Lisa's question, what was the worst job you've ever had? Oh. Um. You know, when I was in eighth grade, I was an umpire for like Little League. <laughs> Baseball and softball, and that sucked so bad. Parents are so mean. And, like, they were, they would scream at me, and I would turn around and be like, hey, I'm in eighth grade. I'm getting, like, (laughs) 20 bucks a game. Chill out. Your kids suck. Like, I was so, it sucked. It, that was a, that sucked. That sucked. And then, of course, Target. That one little cafe by the El Capitan, those sucked yeah. so bad. Tony, what was your worst job? Uh, I've had some bad ones. Uh, <laughs> hmm, which one did I like the least? Um, my well, probably my first one. Honestly, I worked. Uh, it was short lived, but I worked in an amusement park uh, near. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, in Richmond when I lived in Richmond, and. Uh, they had on paper this sounds fun yeah because it was in a music park and this was 1995 or something and uh this amusement park was owned by paramount at the time and they had a wayne's world section what like a wayne's world 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 yeah and i I worked in stan makita's (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah sounds great it but sounds it, it like I got terrible. chills when you said it. <laughs> what was so that bad about it? That sounds awesome. Well, it was, you know, it was uh, yeah. 
dealing with customers and a oh. food service job and yeah. like, you know yeah. people complain about everything you know complain about how much everything costs and of course um and then i just, i remember there was a jukebox in there that didn't it just like had songs it played like yep. you couldn't really use it oh. so it had like eight songs it played on repeat oh. and just the people were terrible and yeah it was were there was rides fun. in wayne's world world yes there was a couple there was there was one kind of like spinny ride that was called dream weaver <laughs> good and good. there was a roller coaster called the hurler nice wow. Yeah, that's so. Oh my god! And it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. The park is still there, but uh, the Wayne's World part is not there anymore. Oh, I don't know what's man. in its place now. I think I believe the Hurler still stands, but it has a different name. The Love Guru World. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? I don't. I don't think it's owned by Paramount anymore. Shoot! Yeah. What's the name uh, of the theme park? King's Dominion. King's Dominion. That's a good name. Yeah. Just outside of Richmond. I believe it's Doswell, Virginia. Wow. You know what's a good name of a city, I think? It, isn't there a city in Pennsylvania called King of Prussia? Or maybe there's a mall. Maybe there, it's just a mall. <laughs> maybe it's just a mall. <laughs> I know there's a King of Prussia mall. <laughs> yes, they, I've definitely heard of that. I think it's in King of Prussia. <laughs> Whoa. What a crazy name. Silly. And I'm associating it with Bam Margera. Like maybe he's from there. He's from Pennsylvania, I know. I don't know. So maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me see. Whoa. Let's King find of Russia, Pennsylvania. How, what's your shittiest job? Uh, you know, I'm trying to think. Um, I worked a temp job and I only lasted two days. <laughs> um, I was working as a freelance writer at the time. And I don't, you know, it, it, the whole experience made me like run screaming back into the arms of freelance music journalism, which is what I had been uh -huh. doing. And I felt like it was getting formulaic. So I just, I like gave my resume to this temp company and they called me and they're like, we think with your journalism background, this would work really well for you. And it was at a PR newswire service <laughs> where the actual job was people would write in so it was like you know email blasts and people would write in asking to be removed and so my job was removing them and then sending them a boilerplate email saying that they had been removed because some law had just passed saying like you couldn't spam people or something so it was like critical that we remove them but Whoa. they had this software that we used and it was very very slow and so there was like five of us and only one person could be doing it at a time and i remember sitting there thinking oh my god like before now i was like where are the jobs that pay you to sit there and do nothing and now right. i'm actually being paid you know like 14 an hour or something to yeah. do nothing but i hate it and right. also just the personalities of all the people i mean I like personalities of people, but these particular people, there was just mm -hmm. so much weird, like politics. And I remember I asked a question, like, why do we do that? And she's like, don't ask too many questions. That's my advice. I'm like, this is very strange. And what? like this one girl had written N all over her chair in whiteout because her name was Nanette. And she didn't want anyone to steal <laughs> her chair, which I, I mean, I understand having your favorite chair, but it was just like, there was just a lot going on. And, and it was also very, I'm not a morning person. And it was like, you had to be there at like 6.30 a.m. or something. So I was just Ooh. like, I don't, this doesn't work for me. So I yeah. quit. Yeah. And then I also worked at a coffee cart and I did not love that. But 
I, but really, the reason I left that is because the job I wanted, Sam Goody, opened up. So this is back when <gasps> I was in high school. Sam Goody. Oh, I love Sam Goody. So, Tony, did we find out if Bam Margera is from King of Prussia? He is from Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is near Philadelphia. And you know what else is near Philadelphia? <gasps> King of Prussia? King of Prussia. Nice. I definitely King have I so I have some Bam Margera King of Prussia Mall story in my head. Hmm. Um I mean I can't think of what it is, but this is all bouncing <laughs> around my head. Okay. Whitney C says, uh, and we sort of touched on this earlier, uh when did she become the person she is today? Side note, my fiance and I say the hell yeah Betsy dropped to each other literally <laughs> daily. Will she give us a hell no now? Yeah, we might be like, Oh, oh no. yeah, okay. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hell no hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i mean yeah i guess we touched on it like um well it's you know and i would say like i kind of we're always constantly kind of figuring out who we are but i feel very lucky i pretty early on i was like oh i like this person mm-hmm. who I am and I'm going to keep doing that except for seventh and eighth grade. Um, so I feel, yeah, pretty lucky to, and my parents uh, always have been like, yeah, you're a good person. Keep doing you, which is very lucky. Like they were never, ever um, trying to force me to be anybody I was not, you know? That's so great. Yeah. Um. I did want to ask, you mentioned panic attacks earlier. Is that is anxiety something you still struggle with? Yes. I will say it's been chilling out. Knock on wood. Because um, I have a really great therapist and have been just putting the work in. I also, though, haven't been in situations as much that, I, that would make me mm-hmm. have panic attacks and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, and that, like, I... I guess was diagnosed when I was 18 uh, when I came home from New York because I thought I was dying and it was constant panic attacks. Like I was like, something's wrong with me. I'm afraid to eat. I'm afraid I got really, um, I became a really big germaphobe Mm -hmm. after the, while ahead of your time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it, truly like and i talk about that in therapy a lot where it's like i was like everybody's now doing what i've been doing forever <laughs> i gotcha <laughs> um uh so that like so uh, yeah became a huge germaphobe when i was living in new york but had i once again, wrote my parents a note when I was 18 being like, something is wrong with me. I don't know what it is. I like lost a lot of weight. And my parents were like, even like, what's going on? I was really sad um, because I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't feeling myself. And then the doctor was like, oh, you have like really bad anxiety and you've been having panic attacks. And then when that was like the, just i i had like a big moment of like oh my god i've been having these all my life mm-hmm. i always thought it was just me getting sick or something mm-hmm. you know but i had like these moments where it's like oh shit when we were watching the birds 
And I started freaking out and thinking I was going to puke or die or something and had to leave. That was a panic attack or like, oh, when we were out to dinner that one time and I was so afraid that I was going to get sick. A lot of it mm-hmm. stems from getting sick mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid. So I think I've always kind of been a little germaphobe and a little like on edge where it's like, what's wrong with my stomach? What's going to uh-huh. happen? Right. Um so, yeah, when they diagnosed it, I was like, oh, that's what so many of these things have been. And then I started taking um, some pills and that chilled them out. Um, but I've had a couple of pretty big ones, not in a while, fortunately, but um, here in, in the last couple of years, like some pretty big ones that have knocked me out for a couple of days. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Yeah. Um, have you ever, and by the way, if talking about it starts to make you feel like uncomfortable, we can totally change the subject. Okay. Um, but I'm curious, like, do you, how does it, how does it relate to performing? So fortunately there was one time in college where, uh, we were doing this play called Fuddy Mirrors, um, which I can't remember. I might get this incorrect, but, um, a, a char- the main character's mother has had a stroke. I played the mother, and um, her language is all a little off. So, fuddy mirrors. I think fuddy mirrors was fuzzy mirrors. Oh. So, like right. uh, the the mom's lines were in that language, but then also translated, so you knew what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So there's a part in that where I had to sit on stage, but in the dark while a bunch of other stuff was happening. And I started to freak out. And I started to kind of the beginnings of a panic attack to where I was like, what do I do? I, I, I need to just walk off. I need mm-hmm. to leave. It'll be fine. They'll figure it out. Even though I knew like the lights were going to come up soon and I was going to have to do this part. But I started just really being like, okay, I think I have to, I have to maybe just get up and leave. Oh my God. What if I like end up just pooping and puking all over the yeah. stage? What do I do? But then the lights came up, snapped out of it, did the show, felt good. And fortunately, being on stage, I feel the almost the most calm. Mm-hmm. Even if my nerves are there, as soon as I'm out on stage, I'm like, oh, okay, I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. Yeah, yeah. And there have been moments like UCB or where, where I have been like anxious all day and kind of like on the verge of a panic attack, but then I step out on stage and I'm like, oh, it goes away, <laughs> like, which is very nice. I fortunately have not. There hasn't been a time where I've had to step off, mm-hmm. which feels good. There yeah. have been some times where I've been um, so anxious that I didn't. I personally was like, I'm not performing well and I'm in a bad funk on stage mm-hmm. but everybody else is doing great so <laughs> I, all i can do is just be like hey, everybody's doing great i it's fine i'll i'll be better in a little bit but yeah do you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert or neither you know that's i i've been thinking about that because like i've heard people talk about who i've thought were extroverts 
being like, I'm such an introvert. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Maybe I don't understand what either of them are. Because I feel I've always considered myself an extrovert. But I do like being by myself. I like having me time. And I also do get very anxious in social uh, interactions mm -hmm. a lot of the times. I mean, maybe introvert and extrovert are simplistic terms, but my understanding of it is an extrovert like feels recharged and gets their energy from being around other people, whereas an introvert needs to recharge on their own. Like they Whoa. can they can find it draining. Like I know See, that I wanted to I wanted to be an extrovert always when I was young. Like I thought right. like when I would take those Myers Briggs tests, I would be like, how would an extrovert answer? <laughs> but <laughs> I so funny. <laughs> um but I definitely as you know, the the real me, I think I am an introvert. I think right. I like to perform and I like to be around people, but I definitely need to take a break. Versus like my sister, who is not in a performing capacity, she if she goes for too many days without like having without socializing, she begins to feel really antsy and she really hates she like needs to be around other people to feel her like herself. Yeah. You know, it's I I think maybe I'm just a little bit of both because mm -hmm. sometimes it is like, yes, I feel so much better after seeing friends. Like, I always feel great after seeing friends, but like, sometimes it is even with a bunch of strangers. I'm like, that was awesome. I feel good. But then sometimes it is like, I got to just chill yeah. by myself and just do my own thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think it can, I think you can be kind of. Um, an ambivert. <laughs> yes, That's yes, both. I'm an ambivert. A little bit of both. I'm vert fluid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, do you have a just me or everyone? Oh, I have a just me. Okay, hang on well, one I second. Have two. Oh, let's hear both of them. Do you want to hear both song. of them? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought of. Just me or everyone. Okay, the first one is, and because it's happening now, and it it's so it's been happening to me every day. Do do other people just constantly cry while watching the Olympics? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's good crying. It's like I'm happy for them crying, like seeing people win. I'm like tearing up thinking about like I I cry a lot during the Olympics. Uh, Go ahead, I, Tony. I'm just gonna say not Olympic specific because I haven't watched one second of them, at least not this <laughs> time. But yeah. uh it has been like a new development for me, honestly, in the last like two years of yeah. first of all, cry way too much. <laughs> and and but again, not always not like in a bad way. Yeah. I have found that anything that's like, I guess it would be like this, where it's, it's, if it's like a large group of people really excited or really happy about something. Yeah. It, like, it gets me. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. I'm ashamed at, at of some of the things that have made me cry in the last couple of years. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this getting me? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I feel you. It's like pretty, basically, yes, basically the same. There was a Kettle's Chip commercial <laughs> that made me sob. This is that. This is like I think when like pandemic was in its, you know, really going nuts, and we were still just like, what is this? And there was a Kettle's Chip commercial that kept playing, and every time I would just start crying because I was like, for I love those chips first of all, and they were like, <laughs> we're like good for the the environment, and there were a lot of cute little. <laughs> Like it was animated. I just lost it. <laughs> I need to see this commercial. I, I gotta look it up. Say. It was really good. It was really good. Do you cry, Allison? I, you know, I, I, I thought no, that's not me. When I first, when you first said it, and I haven't been watching the current Olympics. Right. Um, but I, what Tony was saying about like when it's a group of people all kind of experiencing emotion together, at the beginning of any musical. I do find myself crying and I'm yeah. like, what it used to just be when it was emotional things, yeah. it would make me cry. But now it's just mm-hmm. the communal thing that makes me cry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, for me. It, yeah. It used to be the emotional, like has to be very sad for me to cry. But now it's truly just like any mostly joy you know (laughs) like mostly just like oh my god they're so happy and i just start losing it which Mm -hmm. is a new development for me (laughs) (laughs) right there with you yeah Yeah. i think i've talked before about going to see uh annie when i was in we saw my husband and i saw annie on broadway we were in the audience actually aforementioned bobby moynihan's wife was playing grace farrell and so it was us and then just like only children in the theater but it started and I mean, within a few, like the the first minute of the music, I just started crying, and I was very surprised by my reaction. Yes. But I think Annie was just such a part of of my childhood, the soundtrack of my childhood. And so I started, I started crying, and I felt a little embarrassed. But I and I looked over, and my husband had tears streaming down his face <laughs> too, and that made me feel yes. so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. We're like, okay, we're all in this together. Let's cry. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um. Wait, you said you had two. Oh, yeah. And then this one, which has been a, a, um, not really a new development. I love cold craft mac and cheese. Like leftover right out of the fridge. I pop a little hot sauce on it. I love it so much. My kids, that is not just you. My kids have mac and cheese every now and again. Uh, and so then it'll be in a Tupperware in the refrigerator. So the other night, I w- I'm like, mm, I need a few bites of that. And I went in and it was cold and it was so good. Now, this was this was not Kraft. It was Annie's, which is very similar. Yes, um, Annie's is great. Too. And it, it was the shells. Because oh. Annie's makes a few different types. I feel like the white kind when it's cold is not as good, but this was the yellow shells or orange, and it was so good. Oh, that, oh, I have a box of Annie's in my cupboard right now, and I might make it. it tonight. Yeah. So good. I haven't had Kraft mac and cheese in a long time, but um, I remember always thinking it was very delicious. It rules. Like, it's, I, I've, like, Fancy mac and cheese from a restaurant. Yeah. I'm still like, I'd rather just have craft. Yeah. Like, give me that orange powder, please. And just butter. Like, ah, oh, I love it. I love it. Tony, where are you with craft mac and cheese or with mac and cheese from a box? 
Uh, it's been quite a while since I've had it. I, I like it, alright. Uh, I do love mac and cheese in general, uh, but I do actually kind of prefer the, 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 the nicer, fancy. fancier one. But I, I'm okay, not okay, alright. <laughs> oh, you like your chocolate mac? Yeah, yeah, yeah you and your top hat and your cane and your monocle. <laughs> alright. Yeah, okay, Mr. It. Peanut. Yeah, they, okay, Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Uh, yeah i just i don't know the last time i had craft i will say though i'm not i would not be uh on board with the cold okay i'm kind of not a big like it's a weird sentence but a lot of cold food in general i'm not really (laughs) a a a cold food like i won't do that with like i'm not a cold pizza guy oh see and i am like i'm pumped for leftover pizza straight out of the fridge yeah (gasps) i just i'm not like i don't think it's gross like i've done it but like (laughs) i'm like take a couple minutes to heat this up i'm fine with i'd rather do that okay okay but even like like cold food like like a even like cold cuts like i'm never like going i'm never buying like cold cuts and making a sandwich really are you a sandwich eater and what are you putting in your sandwiches then (gasps) i don't really make too many sandwiches at home i don't think like every now and then maybe like certain even even some cold cuts if i buy like you heat them up you know like a pastrami or something like make a pastrami sandwich and like heat it up well, that's but that's a sandwich that's typically served warm. Well, I'm sure. trying to think like, will you like if you would you ever have a turkey sandwich, and what See, temperature would that be? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm never gonna do that like by choice. Okay. I, I, Whoa. I don't. I have feelings on turkey that are. I don't not like turkey, mm-hmm. but I find it boring. No uh, one is I passionate could, about turkey, honestly. And I, 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 I gotta eat just. It. Cover but, it up with a bunch of like slop. <laughs> like, exactly. Just... Like if I'm having turkey, it's like to it's really more about the mashed potatoes and gravy that are going with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like I could that. easily, but even that, like, it's still all about that. Like I could go the rest of my life and never have turkey and not think twice about it. What about tuna salad on a sandwich? No, I just keep that tuna salad out of my face. <laughs> yeah. What about chicken salad? No, any sort of salad. Whoa, no, Macar- not, not sandwich, but what about macaroni salad? Um, potato salad. Eh, I, actually, I don't mind potato salad, even mm-hmm. if it's cold. Yeah, I'll have that cold. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a few exceptions, but mostly, um, yeah, mostly yeah. one. Yeah. Even like if I go to like a sushi place, you know, like sometimes like certain uh, rolls are are like have like cooked things in them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I I tend to go for those more. Wow. Aren't I just so fascinated? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my god! What about um, I'm like, kind of blown away with the sandwich thing still. Yeah. What about uh, like? Would you ever have a bagel with smoked salmon on it and cream cheese? Um. Yeah. Not not too often, but yeah, I'm not I'm not above that. Do you want that hot? Mm, if it's that specifically, no, that doesn't okay. need to be hot. Okay. I really need to ask you more questions. Oh, Although maybe, maybe, maybe the, okay. I mean, maybe the bagel itself toasted. Okay, maybe? that's acceptable. Tony, yes. do, okay, do you guys remember when Cynthia Nixon made the news <laughs> for her bagel order in New York, and it was like <gasps> lox, cream cheese, onion, tomato on a cinnamon raisin bagel? Yes. Ooh. So this was before you were doing the show, Tony. But the way I don't I don't know if we ever did snack chat this way with you, Tony. But where have you been on the show when we've done snack chat in person where we've all like tried a certain thing? Uh, 
I think so. It's been quite a while. Yeah. So we Obviously. made <laughs> we made uh, those particular. We made the Cynthia Nixon bagel, and then we tried it. How and was it? It wasn't like the worst thing, but it definitely. I was like, "Why is there cinnamon and raisin on my lox bagel?" With, oh, with yeah. these, I don't unusual- want cinnamon raisin to begin with. Even no, yeah. with unusual combinations, I'm always thinking slash hoping like maybe the flavors will come together in some unique new way, like putting bacon on a cupcake or something. And then I'm always like, these are disparate flavors in my mouth. That's how I felt about the bacon maple cupcake. And that's how I felt about the cinnamon raisin salmon. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like the, the bacon thing on yeah the, the bacon maple stuff. Like, right. Not into it. Yeah. I feel I've always just been like, nah, Nah, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> Tony, this oh, you have not. Snapchat. Thank you. I feel like you were calling for that. Uh, <laughs> we've not heard the end of you and your warm sandwiches. I think I've I, I've run out of questions to ask to get to the bottom of this now, but the, we will revisit. Okay. I mean, I think you know every now every very now and then it Ooh. might have like sometimes like on tour like we would in our dressing room we might have some like sandwiches. Uh, yeah, some like pastrami and whatever, and I'll make like I say just because it's there and it's easy, and I'm in a I don't have a lot of time or something. Right. Like, I don't ever buy that stuff like at home. Got it. Yeah. Ooh. Do you like like a big Italian sub? Oh, I'm one. It's not, I'm it's not really. It's not really what I go for generally. Okay. No. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I never do you like a myself... meatball sub? Oh yeah, that's oh, hot. Yeah. Okay. Or like a, a, oh my god, a cheesesteak. Yeah, from King I of like Prussia. Steak. Yeah. I like. Oh, I I do have an update on oh, King of Prussia great. for you, related to Bam Margera. Thank oh. you. In 2007, he got engaged at. The King of Prussia. Yes, that is great. <laughs> I do it. it. Good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so glad that that bit of info, a tiny morsel of it, has stuck <laughs> with me from 2007 <laughs> to 2022. Okay. And Betsy, do you have a hey go fuck yourself? Yes, I do. Um, I hate when. And it's always commercials when they've turned like um, uh, that Willy Wonka song and that Sound of Music song all like funky or serious <laughs> sounding. Yes. It drives me fucking nuts. And they do it with those two songs. You know, they're like, come with me. I think mm-hmm. I also just don't like those songs in general. I'm like, I don't want to hear them all like. Seer, or I don't yeah. know. I hate them so much. They make them electronic. Yeah. There, I, hate I feel them. like there was a commercial that did this a couple years ago or even longer, and it was on all the time. And now yes. I can't remember what it was. I, with the Willy Wonka song? Yeah. Yes. It was because I remember it was when I lived with Mono because I would scream at him every time it was on, just be like, I'm fucking hate this fucking commercial man i hate this song so much and just really letting mono have it (laughs) so hey remakes of those two songs that already suck and using them for commercials hey 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 go fuck yourself (laughs) that's good that's good
Betsy, yeah, it was so yourself. nice having you on the show. Thank you so much for making the time to do this. Tell everyone where they can find you, what they should look out for. Obviously, they should go listen to A Funny Feeling and um, We Love Trash, but yes! let us know where to find those, etc. Oh, yeah. Well, if uh, it's all on my Instagram page, or I guess my yeah. Instagram. Just <laughs> my Instagram <laughs> I'm at Betsy Sodaro and there's like links and stuff to um podcasts and everything. And yeah, check out Ghosts. Uh I'm I'm on a cartoon called Duncanville. All of the episodes are on Hulu and season three is coming out. Uh yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, check it out. Awesome. You guys, if you like what you're hearing, please make sure to be subscribed or following or whatever it's called in your app of choice. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a nice review and click five stars. That helps out the show so much. And tell your friends and all that stuff. Listen to my other shows, Upworthy Weekly and Childish. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Tony, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton <laughs> and Bizarre Albums, my podcast every Tuesday. Motion City Soundtrack Tour now in June and July. That's it. I think that's it for now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. But now we gotta go Yeah, Alice and Rosen Here's your new best friend